The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up, everyone? It is time for another edition of Cowboys Storyline. It is Wednesday here at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys getting ready for another New York team, the New York Jets. Man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, I almost I think I just broke the the podcast studio here. Hope not. Um, sorry, we don't want to do that. All right. Uh, 888-855-2297. You guys kind of know the drill now. I mean, this isn't this isn't really a new show anymore. It's just this kind of you guys know what we're doing, how we're doing it. Got the text line there, 817-290-3298. I promise I will get some text, but uh, I, I definitely have a preference to the calls because the calls calls are fun. I get to, to, to talk with you guys and kind of go back and forth. And so um, I could get to some storylines The really at this point in the morning, uh, we need to see how the guys are going to practice uh, for the injury, uh, the injured players uh, like we've been monitoring for the last week and a half. Now, Tyler Smith, Jordan Lewis, uh, Donovan Wilson, those guys right there. I think that they're, they're going to uh, have a chance to practice um, this week or Wednesday, starting Wednesday, maybe Thursday, but if you get a couple of practices in and you keep progressing, I think they have a chance to to play in the game. Uh, and then the Cowboys have some decisions to make on what happens with the roster. We can talk about that. We talked about some yesterday. We can talk about that. I want to hear from you guys. So we're going to start this thing off like we have been starting it off here lately. Uh, Joe from Stanford, you're kind of the, the, the number one guy. You, you're, you're the first one. Uh, you're like leadoff batter here almost every every week, every day. Yeah. I'm I, I'm sure excited about being able to talk to you every day, Nick. I'm really enjoying this, man. Yeah, this is this is fun. When you play, did you play baseball? Were you like the leadoff batter? I mean, are you are you like the first guy there? Believe it or not, I never got to play baseball when okay. I was a kid. All I right. always wish I would have. But I was just a football guy myself. Yeah, I didn't really play baseball myself. Uh, anyway, yeah. all right, Joe, what's up? Well, a couple things. First, um, uh, looks like Lyle Collins is available. I've been tracking the discussion on that. A lot of people think we should uh, kick the tires. Um, I'm of the opinion that we probably should just leave him be. I think we saw that something was going on with him, and that's why he, he left. And, and if the Bengals, who couldn't block a soul this last week, let him go, then right. I think we pretty much know the answer to that question. Yeah. Um the other thing is, is um, I'm seeing where the NFLPA executive uh, president or whoever is talking about the turf thing. So I don't know enough about the turf that these guys play on. You know, they're saying now that they think everybody should play on grass, which I don't think is a bad idea. I understand the cost and all that stuff. But you see these turf fields every week. What do you think? Well, um, thanks for the call, Joe. I mean, I, I can say that I see the, the turf fields. I, I don't think I've been tackled on them, um, uh, I don't think. And so, um, you know, that, that, that that's a part of it as well. I mean, it, it, it's also it, – it's it's one thing on just the, the contact – uh, and, and how much give that the that the turf has and, and grass has and and I know that there's been studies on them I haven't seen them I, it feels like there are more injuries like that to um, to to the players on on turf but I I don't know honestly I can't I can't tell you the the reason on on why you know certain injuries happen the way they do I've seen guys at for the Cowboys have have an Achilles injury 
at Oxnard in grass, just just uh, stretching. So it, there, there's no rhyme or reason to it as far as I've seen. Now, I know if the NFLPA is getting involved and, and, and they have the, the studies, yeah, I mean, that they would know more than me. And then as for grass, I mean, on all stadiums, I mean, that's not easy. I mean, I think Arizona does it with, with grass on an indoor stadium, and they kind of like – wheel in a tray but uh yeah it wouldn't be the easiest thing in the world and again i i'd be lying if i said that that i know the answer to that um and and one thing or another um boy first part of the question kind of uh i i think you answered it yourself with with lyle i mean i, I don't think that's kind of the route that that they're gonna go right now i i, I don't think they're gonna get a veteran uh in, in here at this point i think that they they like what they've seen um so far and you know as long as tyron keeps keeps playing uh the way he he is right now and and health wise i think he's he's okay um and then you know you have well let's go you have awesome richards i think as it stands right now they're probably going to go with what they've got all right let's go to gordon in rhode island new caller i think gordon in rhode island yes sir great great show nick what's up man do a, do a fabulous job fabulous job Thank you. I appreciate that. What is going on in uh, Rhode Island world? We got a little bit of a storm coming, um, but the Patriots lost, so that made it nice and sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Are you I that guy, it. Gordon? Are you that guy like at work, like when you go in there? I mean, because I'm sure there's a lot of Patriot fans. Because when we go to New England, we stay in Providence, so there's got to be a ton yeah. of Patriot fans. Are you that guy that walks in there like, oh, how's your team do? Yeah. Oh, let, let me tell you a quick story. So I, I used to be a chef, and I used to work at the Radisson in Milford, Massachusetts, and the Patriots used to stay at that hotel every every home game. And, uh, oh, I, I can't stand them guys, man. Okay, I hate them. Okay, good. <laughs> I hate them. okay, okay. I thought you were going to go into some kind of, like, Po- you know, poison the food type stuff. Okay, good. good. I'm oh, no, you- I wish I could have. No, 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 no. All right. All right, Gordon, what do you got? So I want to give a special shout-out, man, to Tank Lawrence. And let me tell you why. Michael Parsons, for the last two years, has become the face of that defense. Mm -hmm. And it would be very easy for Tank to be salty, be in his feelings, uh, be a distraction. And this dude's buying in, man. I think this team is a little bit different this year. And I'm, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. And I don't understand some of our Cowboys fans got an issue with the offense. As long as we don't lose, keep on winning. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for the call, Gordon. And you're right. Thank you. Yeah, Tank. Um, you, you, you're not wrong there. I mean, Tank. Tank is a guy that has been the leader of this defense, and um, in a way, he he probably still is. I mean, you know, it's not just about the the, the best guy that that runs around and makes all all the plays because because Tank. You know, I was really proud of the fact that that Tank made the Pro Bowl last year. I think he had five sacks, six sacks. But it wasn't about that, and that's not the way he plays all the time. Then he's a really good run stopper. I I like the fact that that the voters for the Pro Bowl saw that they they can see that this guy um, can make plays in different ways, and uh, and and I have a stat for that later. If we we get to that, I'll, I want to kind of to talk about you know the 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 hidden stats. But you're right, Tank Tank's a guy that that is buying in, and and Micah gets a lot of the the, the credit, and and rightfully so. Micah makes a lot of plays. The plays that the other guys are making, 
if you go look at the tape, Mike is the one that kind of ignites it all. But I think everyone sees it. Everyone's on the same page. And right now, you know, you, you keep shutting people out, and there's not going to be any problems with anyone. Um, all right, let's look at a third. We got a third caller here. We got Eric in Orange County, California. Eric, good morning. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Pretty early over there. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock. <laughs> so it's a good time. Um, no, I just had a quick question on uh, – I know you guys are onto the Jets now, but um, I had a question from last week's game, and I yeah, just we, wanted to. We can go uh, back. We'll, we'll go back. Forty uh, to nothing. We'll, we'll, we can go back a little bit there. I'm, I'm fine uh, revisiting. Yeah, and I mean, excuse my ignorance, but I, I was just wondering, like, because you know how um, when uh, Daniel Jones ran and Micah uh, got him before he passed the line of scrimmage, why didn't why wasn't that considered a sack? Because he ran, or that that was really my question. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, the. Not the interception by Gilmore. You're not talking about that. No. You're talking no, about when yeah. the ball, the ball, I think, was on the ground. Oh, that, that was before the block field goal, right? The ball was on the ground. Is that what happened? Yeah, and he started running, and Michael grabbed him and tackled him before he passed the line of scrimmage, but it wasn't considered a sack. Yeah, um, that, I believe the way they, they call that, and I maybe they've changed the name there, but it, it's usually called an aborted play when there's a fumble on the ground like that, not, not considered a pass. Because he's never, he's never tried to pass. The ball's on the ground, he picks it up, and he's running. There, there's never thought looking down the field to try to throw the football. Um, it's different when the guy has been looking to throw, he's standing there, he's standing there, and then he's like, all right, I got to take off and run, and he gets tripped from behind or whatever behind the line of scrimmage. That's a sack because he was attempting to pass at some point in the play. But that, when the ball's on the ground like that, they, they don't call that uh, a sack. And, and if there's anyone that would um, that would be lobbying for that, it would be Micah Parsons. So I'm sure Micah Parsons would be like, hey, we need to change that rule because Micah Parsons is about getting sacks, and he should be. Um, but but I think I, I, don't, I think that's the way that that rule went. I thought you were talking about the play where he's running on the sideline. And that, I'll, I'll be honest, the press box is pretty far up there. I mean, it's one of the highest press boxes in the league and you're away away from everything. That's the that's the the longest I've ever like gone on watching football and realized that there was an interception. I didn't know there was an interception. I was like, what's going on? I thought there was a fight. I was like, what's happening down here? Why is everyone cuz I thought Micah was going to get called for hitting Daniel Jones out of bounds. Usually when you do that to the quarterback on their sideline, you get a flag. I thought that was going to be the case. I didn't really realize that he threw it, and I definitely didn't think he had an interception. So I was a little, I was a little confused on that when when, when Gilmore came out with the ball. Um, but anyways, that's that was that. Yeah, I had no mind. Uh, it's Wednesday. We can revisit uh, games like that. Of course, if the Cowboys lose like that, like by Monday afternoon, we're gonna be like moving on. Uh, but no. All right, uh, let's go. Look at a text uh, question here. Um, I, Let's see if I can get a I don't have a name, but I have a seven one four area code uh, on third and fourth. Third and short and fourth and short. Do you prefer a heavy package running up the middle or jet sweep to Turpin? Um, I mean, I think the answer has got to be both. I mean, you can't just do it one way all the time. You know, I mean, that you you have to you have to mix it up. You can't have tells. You know, I'm sure if you guys play poker, sometimes you play a hand, 
Sometimes you fold it. The exact same hand. It just depends on how it's it, how it's going, how how it's flowing, who the defensive is, what they're playing, what happened the last time on third and short, fourth and short. So I think if you can mix it up, you have to mix up the bag. If Turpin can get to the outside on some plays, and then the next time it's you put Turpin there, and then Dak runs it up the middle. So I, you, you've got to be able to do both. Do, would I, it's hard for me to say what I prefer because I think you have to look at down and distance. You have to look at how the game's going. You have to look at all the factors involved. All I know is this, is the more things you can do on third and one, fourth and one. Can it be Pollard? Can it be a Turpin on the outside? Can it be Dak? Can you throw it? I don't know if I love that, but but can you do it? Can you throw bubble screens? The more you can do that, especially out of a regular offense, the better that this offense, uh, I think, is going to be. All right, moving a lot right along here. We go to Arlington, Virginia. John is on the line. John in Arlington, Virginia. Hey, how you doing, Nick? Uh, long-time uh, listener and, and fan of your articles and stuff like that. Thank you. Uh, I'm a YouTuber. My name is DMV Fanatic, and I have a question for you. Uh, my question is, knowing what the Jets like to do as far as bringing uh, four up front and dropping seven, do you have any worries about uh, Dallas's, I guess, efficiency on offense? Um, I, I think worries is not is not the right term. Uh, appreciate the call, John. Good luck with your YouTube channel. Um, I. I don't know if it's if it's worries. I just think that you know it's the sample size is is small. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see. You know, nothing nothing is that we've seen from the Cowboys offense right now is normal. Like it, it's not going to be, it, it's not going to be raining. Uh, I can promise you, it's not going to be raining eight times that they play uh, at home, and probably I don't know three or four. I mean, a couple more where you know it won't be raining there. So I'm just saying that right there won't be a factor. And forty to nothing, or or you know what 16 to nothing early in the game 23 to nothing i mean it's not going to be lopsided like that so it is hard to gauge what we've seen so far and and when do you feel comfortable i mean it's 23 to nothing yeah you've got your starters out there but they're you're not throwing out a whole lot of things that you haven't seen before so i i i'm just let me hit the pause button on worrying about anything. Um, but I'm not worried about the offense. The offense did did just fine. I mean, I don't understand where, where any of the negative criticism comes from there. They they got – I mean, think about this. They got in the red zone. I believe they got in the red zone four times. Uh, they did not run the ball that first time. The first time they got in there at the six-yard line, they threw a pass. They threw a pass to Turpin, Ferguson, Turpin, and then they tried to throw another pass, uh, and it was incomplete, and then they kicked a field goal. Uh, I think they should have run the ball. So what happens the next three times they get in the red zone? They run the ball. Pollard, touchdown. Pollard to the outside. They run Turpin, touchdown. So they ran the football into the end zone for touchdowns. That's not something we've seen all the time. This team, you take away take away those those two touchdowns if you want to they happen but if you want to take them away the Cowboys still win the game in my opinion 27 to 3 that's what it looks like to me if you take away those plays give them a field goal if you want no no defensive touchdown the way the game played out the Cowboys win 27 to 3 I don't have a problem with the way the offense moved the ball in the rain and, and in a game where they obviously things changed there and he had to be a little bit more conservative uh in the second half um or really in the, the last two and a half quarters. Okay, uh, I don't see another. Oh, yeah, I do have another caller here. Had to move up. Um, we got Ken in New Jersey. Ken. 
Hey, Nick, what's going on? What's up with you, man? Hey, not much. Just dropping in. Give my two cents here. I think this is another uh, another big week for the Cowboys because a lot of confidence going into this game now, with obviously with Rodgers out. But it's another another game where the Cowboys they need to stay laser focused because I know they're one and zero. You're you know you're you're kind of a big favorite, but the Cowboys need to remember that every game's important in the NFL. And after last year having to play on a Monday night and then turn around and play a team that just played on Saturday and you had to fly you know across the entire United States to play that game, you need to realize how important it is to to win every game you can because the talk's been, are they as good as the Niners? Are they as good as the Eagles? Can they win the division? The talk needs to be, you know, can they be a one seed? Because if this team's going to make a big run this year, you know, these are the type of games you have to win because when it comes down to January, I mean, you see it year in, year out. The higher seed you are, the better chance you have at, you know, making a run in the playoffs. So this is just a game that you need to, you know, stay the course, stay focused and, and get another win and carry it on into week three. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, uh, good luck uh, in New Jersey there, Ken. I mean, you you've been going to probably have Giants fans over here, Jets fans over here. You're going to be doing a lot of a lot of uh, talking for two weeks. Uh, and you're right, you're right. You you can't overlook anybody. And I don't think that's going to be a problem. Here's why: Look at the end of the game the other day. The end of the game against the the Giants. Uh, the Sam Williams. And, and Dante Fowler and Dorrance Armstrong and, and all the, uh, Micah, of course, when he's in there, they want to get sacks. They want to be the leader in sacks. They want to annihilate the quarterback every time. There, there is no letdown when it's 40 to nothing. There's no letdown at any point in the game. We saw that happen last year. Your defense is the best thing you do, and they are going to attack until it's time to take the jerseys off and swap them with the next guy after the game. That They're not going to stop. And so that is a good thing. It's a good thing for kind of what you're talking about, that mentality. That that doesn't ever turn off, and that's the best thing you do. So that's a good thing. Um, I don't think this is going to be any kind of overlooking game. It's the home opener at AT&T Stadium. The crowd's going to be going insane. Um, it doesn't. Aaron Rodgers not going to be there. That that really won't matter. I don't think that that you'll have to worry about that this week. There are weeks when that does happen, but I I think and I you got to give McCarthy credit there. I think he does a really good job of keeping this. This team focus all the time, um, so I I think they'll they'll be they'll be fine. That's not really an issue for me. Um, we do have a text question here about the uh, about the Jets. This is Bryson from Salt Lake, uh, Utah. He said the Cowboys are one of four since 2007 versus the Jets. What about this team? And this week makes you believe the Cowboys will show up and take care of business uh, this weekend with the injury of Rodgers. Really, what I just said. I mean, that's that's part of it. Um, I should have read this before because I, I do think that the way that they they approach the game is going to be fun. Uh, one and four in, since those seven against the Jets. That means nothing to me, um, just because. I mean, history matters at times if everybody's if if, if everything's still the same. But one, I mean, since two thousand seven. I mean, I, you probably have. You know, the Jets probably have a different quarterback in every one of those games. Cowboys probably have different quarterbacks in most of those games, different head coaches. That that really doesn't matter to me right now. I just think what matters is Zach Wilson's going to have to figure out how to how to stop this Cowboys uh, you know defense and, and figure out ways to to get the ball and 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 the Cowboys are going to have their hands full with the the Jets defensive line as well. All right, uh, Brian in Pennsylvania has been waiting a little bit. Thanks, Brian, for for hanging in there with us. What's up? Hey, Nick, how you doing, man? Love the show. Thanks, man. How are you? 
I'm doing well because I saw a great game last weekend. <laughs> you went to the uh, game? But, Did you go? Uh, no, I had oh. to watch it. I'm, I'm up here in Pennsylvania. Got I don't it. get this. Got it. I only get to see the Philly games up close, you know? Yeah, well, good luck with that. I mean, that, that's probably yeah. not, not easy to be wearing the colors in there, but uh, I, I applaud you for doing it. So, I have camouflage because I'm from Oklahoma, OU, uh-huh. Jalen Hurts. It helps me fly under the radar. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Michael Parsons is obviously the leader on defense, and the way he approaches the game has elevated the entire defense. On offense, with all the concerns, do you think that Brandon Cooks was that missing piece coming in, like all the things he does, the safety uh, blanket that he's become for Dak, and like the way he kind of elevates all these people, along with the Texas Coast offense, do you think he is the missing ingredient that Dak needs to actually start having an effective uh, offense consistently? Yeah, uh, I think that's a that's a good point. Good question. Thanks, Brian, for for calling in. Brandon Cooks on offense. Cooks and Gilmore have been linked together since, you know, because they, they, they basically got here almost the same time. They played together. They're the same, you know, both first-round picks. They, they played different teams and all that kind of journeyman, if you will. Uh, but they still have something left. And, and they've come in, and they've, they've not tried to assert themselves as the leader, but just a leader. And I think that's really, really important because this team has established super superstars, but, but people look up to Gilmore. They look up to cooks. So your point about cooks being a missing piece on offense, I think for, for multiple reasons, yes, as in the locker room, what he's done kind of with, with Jalen Tolbert, with Gallup, with even with CD, all those guys, like they, they respect his game, but he's come in here to just be a part of things. Now on the field, he's very unique because he is a he's a speed player. He can stretch the field. He's also a possession guy. When you have a combination of both of that, that's really, really important. That's really valuable. So I think that he is he is it's one game. But can he be that missing piece? He looks to be that guy uh, as it stands right now. He definitely looks to be that guy. All right, we're going to uh, – let's go back to the to the phone line here before we take a break. David in Fort Worth. David, what's up? How you doing, sir? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, hey, I just wanted to um, kind of give a shout-out to your article and also let you know that it, like, really kind of pumped me up for this game. Your big picture, uh, like the, the 10 storylines for, uh, for the games coming up. You know, you do five for the Jets, yeah. five for the Cowboys. I was reading it, and then, uh, man, I thought you made a lot of good points. And and I think that um, as I was as I was reading it, I was thinking about the teams. I'm, I'm thinking about how both defenses are, are pretty stellar. I think that uh, you know the Jets are going to really lean on the run game. They have like a two-headed monster back there. I, I think Cook still has a lot in the tank, and kind of like try to make sure that Wilson doesn't have to do too much. But I think you made a good point. I mean, he was a high draft pick. Maybe he learned some stuff under Rodgers. Maybe he's going to do better this this, uh, yeah. this season or something. You know, so. Like I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch it, and I kind of just wanted to shout out your article, man, and encourage anybody else to go out and, and uh, take a read at that and, and all the other ones that are uh, on the site. You Thank know? you. So, I, yes, pre- sir, yes, sir. I appreciate that. That's uh, the uh, big picture is one. It, it's it actually something new we're doing this year. It's part. It's the, it kicks off what we call the the ten spot, where there is a every day there is a collection of ten. Uh, a list of 10. Uh, it starts out with 10 storylines. Uh, today we have 10 X factors in the game. Uh, we have uh, uh, memorable moments, uh, 10 memorable moments between Cowboys and, and Jets this week, uh, 10 big facts, uh, game breakers on, on game day, all, all that kind of stuff. But every it just goes down the list, the top 10. Everyone loves lists. And so uh, 
um, I, thanks for re- for reading that, and I hope I hope all the points were good. Three of those points I wrote on my phone uh, at my son's basketball practice last night, so hopefully those were were good as well as I keep an eye on both. Um, all right, the. Um, I lost my train of thought on the question there. I actually, um, uh, but no, about the storylines. Oh, about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, you know, sometimes you get humbled. I mean, it happens to all players, it happens to all people. Uh, you, you think one way, I'm the number two pick of the draft, all this stuff, and then it didn't work out. And you get, not only do you get benched for like Mike White, but you also, then in the next year, they're like, all right, we're going to go get Aaron Rodgers, and everyone's all excited about it. And he's, he, but I, what it looked like from my saw and hard knocks and all that, you can't ever tell everything, but it looked like he kind of embraced the role. I'm sure he learned a lot, and he still will. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still going to be there. So he's going to learn a lot there. And sometimes just getting humbled, you, you can kind of step back a little bit. Maybe that happens with Trey Lance, who was picked right after him as well. Maybe that sort of happens for him, just kind of getting uh, a, a change of scenery and, and a kind of change in, in the expectations can kind of, kind of reset things a little bit for you. All right, we're going to go to break here. When we come back, we got more calls on the line, more texts. We'll be right back. Cowboy Storyline. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home-gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back. Second half of Cowboys Storyline. We got a few more minutes here. We got some callers on the line. We got some good text questions in here. We're going to try to hit as much as we can here on this Wednesday. Uh, Chris and in Indy is on the line now. Chris, what is up? What's up, Nick? Joking about leadoff. I'll back clean up. Oh, okay. Hey, um, got the big was- stick. 
<laughs> well, actually, I mean, if we're, if we're going to be honest here, I mean, you're eighth, okay? The eighth on the well, line. Now, I'm sure you were probably calling. The lineup. I'm, I, hey, I'm used to it, my family, so I'm used to it. So <laughs> hey, if I, you, want, it, I wanted to boost up my ego a little bit, Nick. You know how that is when you got a family and kids and all that? Yeah. That's at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah. I was wondering, um, I was listening to Brad Sham's show Monday night with Van Der Esch, and he was talking about DQ with like three or four minutes left in the game, came down from up in the booth and came down to the sidelines. He said he was more passionate there on the sidelines than he was up in, like being up in the booth calling the plays. I've never seen a coach like up in the booth. You know, I know the game's over, mm. you know, but it's just awesome. This team is just going to be special. Yeah. I mean, you can just tell the yep. play, how they get along and just makes me happy, man. They, <laughs> I'm, I'm 49 years old. You know, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Chris, I, I appreciate that. And every player on defense that we've talked to in the last two years or so, they love Dan Quinn. I mean, we're three years, I guess. They they love him. They just love this guy and everything that he is because he is a player's coach. So, you know what? It's not just about the final three minutes in the game. It's – you got to remember when coaches – I mean, it, they pour everything out every single every single week. But it's like it, Wednesday night – I mean, Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday night. They're, they're doing everything they can to get this win. So he c- – Probably couldn't wait to get down there, get his hands on those guys, and and, and just con- congratulate them. I mean, a shutout in the week one, and to do it the way they did it. I mean, I, I'm looking. I, I gotta I gotta look at this with when it comes to uh, pressures, but I counted this up. The Cowboys have 33 pressures in the game the other night. Um, Daniel Jones threw 30 passes. Now uh, he also was sacked seven times. So probably what they're doing is you get more than one pressure on one play because there was some meeting at the quarterback going on here. But 33 pressures, and, and, and you threw the ball 37 times? That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, Micah Parsons was six, but, I mean, here, here's my favorite stat line. Dante Fowler, okay, zero tackles, zero sacks. Ah, didn't, didn't do much, huh? Yeah, four quarterback pressures, two pass deflections at the line of scrimmage. Dante Fowler. I mean, that's that right there just signalizes how tough that it's going to be to play this team because they're going to come at you from the start to the finish with every guy that they've got is going to make a difference. I think that that's really, really good to have. All right, uh, we have oh man, a lot of, lot of text line questions here. Uh, let's go with um, Steve Williams in Charlotte, North Carolina. He says, do you remember the player that played for us you called the diaper years ago? Uh, yeah, Romo. Romo's, I'm trying to look around and see in this awesome studio if we have a, a picture of him. We don't in this one, but Tony Romo, yeah, he was he was the guy. It was in 2015. That was the year I, I was like, oh, he's the diaper. Um, it was also the year my son was born, so I was kind of thinking like that a little bit more. But the diaper covers up the the, the crap that you don't want to see, that you don't want to smell. Yeah, you, know, you think everything's good because the diaper's on, and that's Tony Romo. But take the diaper away and see how crappy and smelly it really looks. That's what we found out in 2015. So Tony Romo has always been the diaper, uh, in my opinion, from that. All right. Um, how about from 325 number? He said, uh, if we toast other defenses, the offensive scheme should be called Texas Toast. Your show needs to be an hour long. 
Well, it was supposed to be 30 minutes. We push it to 45. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll take as much time as I can. It all comes down if you guys call and, and send these text messages. Yeah, I can go all day long. Uh, but we don't have a lot of time slots here because we do have so many shows here. Um, but, yeah, I, I love I love doing that. Texas Toast. Uh, yeah, I think of uh, uh, Jasmine Marshall in the back there. Uh, that's her, her favorite thing as well, a Texas Toast. Uh, my daughter loves to eat Texas Toast, too. So, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Um but, yeah, if you keep doing that, you can call offense whatever you want. Uh, Bo in Memphis, Tennessee, are we concerned with the offense? No. Uh, pressure in Dak's face, not a ton of separation from receivers. He also was inaccurate at times. Do we blame this on the weather, or is there a cause from concern? It, it, I'm not concerned about that. Uh, I really I really don't. The weather it was a factor. There's no doubt about it. They still scored, you know, 27 points. They moved the ball. They ran the ball at times. I'm not as worried right now. Let's see. Let's make this a trend. and Let's see what, what happens. Like I said before, that game – was really nothing. I mean, that, that that game was not normal for what things are going to be this season. So let's wait and see on, on, on any of that and be concerned. But from what I saw, I mean, I thought it was some really good things on offense. Let's go back to the callers here. Al in Merkel, Texas. Al, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Nick? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. This is a this is an awesome day. I you just read my text, I believe, before I got on the call. Oh which one oh which one was yours? Texas Toast. Oh, that's you. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I really don't have a question. I'm just going to make a couple of comments. Go for uh, it. First of all, this show is awesome. Your knowledge about the Cowboys is so great. Not trying to blow smoke, but you really are knowledgeable, and I love the show. And you really can tell how much you <laughs> enjoy it because you just, you just, but you're you're lit up. Your face is like yeah. you're so excited. Yeah. And the you're second right. thing, um, second thing is. I don't know if you're uh, familiar. You probably are, but you remember Preston Pearson back in the day that uh, Roger Staubach would go to all the time? Yeah. Yeah, 26. Yeah, Preston Pearson, yeah. for sure. Who do you think would be that uh, fill that position today for Dak? And one more comment. I'll get off here so I'll let other people get on there. But this show needs to be an hour. <laughs> 30 minutes is not long enough for this show. It really needs to be an hour and a half because it's such a great show. And it's just going to keep on growing. Yeah. And Congratulations, Nick. I really enjoyed listening to you, and thank you for taking my call. Thanks, guys. I, uh, I, I thank you. I appreciate that. I said the guys, but I mean, I, I've had a lot of people say that, and, and it means a lot. It really does. Um, like I've said before, this is y'all's show. I, I, I just want to, I just want to drive the bus with you guys. Uh, Thirty minutes is, is yeah, that's not long enough. But, but it, it, there will be some days when that might have to happen, uh, just because of the way McCarthy's schedule is, and it, it changes some with his press conference. But we're gonna try to go forty-five minutes, and most shows are forty-five minutes. We don't really have any hour shows uh, for the for the podcast so uh yeah I, I i could go all day long with it and i'm having fun um this is really really you know this is just is just the the most enjoyable part of the day i i love doing it so um all right preston pearson you know um basically what you you know you're saying a, a a running back that can do a little bit of everything can catch the ball out of the backfield and 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 be that that guy uh, i don't know if you know they've had players like that in the in the past um just 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 versatile running backs, you know, that don't have to be the number one guy because you have a door set, whatever. Um, Ron Springs was that guy just a little bit after him. That's just kind of the way Landry used him. But but versatile backs that can come in and, and do things um, are always important. Um, you know, I think Deuce Vaughn will actually get into that role because I think um, when he plays more, you'll see some, some passes out of the backfield uh, with him. All right. 
that's I think we're free on the line right now. We have some questions though. Uh, Cicero uh, Upchurch from Richmond, Virginia. He said thanks uh, for talking me off the ledge in the 49er playoff game. The defense did a great job. Offense was not good. I felt the same after the Giants game because of your comments. Now I look at the offense in a different way. You're the best. Thank you. I appreciate that. Not the best, but thank you um, so much. Uh, you know, it, it's not about talking people off the ledge. It's just it's just looking at it in in a different way and, and look. I mean, and, and the thing about that, it's important because everyone likes to look at the good when there is some bad. But sometimes you have to look at it both ways. You have to look at it like we talked about the other day. All those plays that that happened, and you're like, man, if the Cowboys would have won this game or gone to the Super Bowl, if this play or this play or this play, and you, that's true, probably. But there's also four or five plays that that happen in games that they did win that you're like, don't even think about that. You just gloss over it. So you have to look at if you look at it both ways like that, it's it's I think it's a lot easier um to do that. All right. Jonathan in Virginia. Number ten on hey, the what's list. Going on, Nick? Hey Jonathan. Um, I wanted to say congratulations on the show. The Cowboys definitely needed a show like this to get our frustrations out. <laughs> Living in Virginia, I felt like sometimes I didn't have an outlet. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And and my one little uh, blast from the past moment I wanted to say really quick was, do you remember when we had two Roy Williams on the roster? Oh, yeah. Am I mistaken with his name? Not Roy, but I think we had a receiver and a safety. I think that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the fact and, and you're you're not from here, but the fact that one of them is from Oklahoma, one of them's from Texas. That's one of the biggest Texas, rivalry yeah. uh, rivalries that there is in sports. And yeah, them playing together at the same time, one receiver, one safety. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely remember yeah, both wild. of them. One well, one thing about I wanted to ask you about what your take is on the, the Jets' upcoming game is: Do you think that our defense can actually make it to where we are forcing Wilson to beat us? And also, do you think we could also get potentially exposed with the backfield of Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook? I wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think I think thanks for the call, Jonathan. Uh, I think that the way that that the game plays out is going to kind of will factor into that. Um, you know, if, if, if the jets get off to a good start, that's going to be good for them for a couple of reasons. Number one, it will allow them to play their offense and, and keep continue to run the football. And they have two guys that can do it and two guys that can not only do it, but catch out of the backfield. It'll also get, uh, Zach, you know Wilson. It'll it'll get him some some confidence brewing, uh, which which I think he needs. I mean, I'm sure that he's feeling good right now after the game. But against this defense, um, I think that, that that's that, so that's going to be really important for both sides of the ball to see who kind of can strike first because I think the Jets can play the way they want to play. The last thing any quarterback wants is to be standing there uh, having to throw a lot and let this pass rush just, just go at them. So how the game goes down will probably be the most important part of that. Um, those two runners, are, are their quality, though, and there's no doubt about it. That's a great duo of running backs in this league. So uh, be, be fun to watch there. Sebastian is the next caller. Sebastian from Savannah, Georgia. What's up? That's the home of uh, Patrick Walker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How you doing, Mr. Eamon? I'm good, man. How are you? I, I'm loving this show. I mean, you've grown so much even since this training camp. You guys and Derek, you guys put together some of the best names. I'm loving all the shows. I called because Thank you. I'm just taking this, this season one game at a time. This is not the first time in a long time that I've been very excited to see a season because of a small issue that I had with keeping Kelly Moore as a play father was I always felt like Dad needed more time to develop and he needed some experience over him. So I'm loving that we began the Michael McCarthy era this past game for the first time. 
You got to see Jack run to the sideline, talk to an experienced veteran coach, and be like, hey, you know, what should I do next or whatever the case is. But uh, I really wanted to exercise the ghost of playoff pass, man. I wanted to play Aaron Rodgers so bad. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well. Outside, outside of that, I have one question. Yeah. If all goes well, if, if all else goes well, obviously we're going to have a decent record. We've always had a decent record on the Mike McCarthy. What would you do if we actually got into that NFC Championship game that we've been waiting for? I'm not even going to go past that. Sub- Sebastian. You just said no, no, no. You you called the first thing you said was I'm loving this. I'm taking it one game at a time. And now you're in the NFC <laughs> Championship game. I'm just saying we make it past the second round, and we finally make get over the hurdle because every year we got over a smaller and smaller hurdle. If we finally get over the hurdle. What well, you personally? All right. I, I'm t- I ain't taking the name today, but you personally because you always say I just want to see an NFC Championship. Right. Game. What would you do? Oh. And I God, man, I. I... <laughs> I love it. Thanks for the call, man. Because because that's what I do too. Like like as a fan, I do the same thing for my Arkansas Razorbacks. Say I'm not gonna get upset. Not gonna get mad. It doesn't matter. This game doesn't matter. And I find myself I've already broke the remote control in the first minute of the game or what. I do that all the time. I I try to not you know just just calm down or whatever. Just like you did. You know Sebastian was like I'm just one game at a time. We're gonna be good. All that and championship game. 37 seconds later, I love it. That's that's you can't help it because I mean the excitement is there and it should be there. I think you know smell the roses, have have fun. This is this is a trip from one coast to the other. Okay, you're you're on a drive. You you're you're starting in California or whatever, and you're going. How about let's change it. You started in the East Coast and you're driving all the way to Vegas. That's where you want to end up. But along the way, enjoy it. Enjoy the states. Enjoy the, the scenery. Enjoy all that because this is this is great. This is a great experience. What would happen if they make it to the championship game? I don't know because I've never been there. But it's going to be epic for sure. All right, Mark in Florida. What's up, Mark? Hey, Nick. I don't want to date myself, but I go back to our offensive line of Dave Manders, Blaine Nye, John Nyland, Ralph Neely, Tony Lissio. So That's... I don't want to scare you, but... That's, I go back a ways with yeah, this team. Yeah, you're taking it back to the old school right there. Um, that's <laughs> all right. That's okay. This week, obviously uh, a heavy dose of the run. I think the most important players, obviously they're all important, but the most important players this coming Sunday are going to be our linebackers. Filling those holes and stopping this run. Because sure. I, I don't think they're going to put the game in this kid's hands. I think they're going to go with what works for them, and I think it's going to be about Van Der Esch and uh, yeah, yeah, Demone, no, Demone Clark. Demone. You're right. You're Demone right. Clark. That's that is exactly right. That's kind of what I said before, but not not about linebackers. So you're you're right about that, Mark. That that's that's what's going to help the help the Cowboys get to the game the way they want it to, and it's going to be those linebackers. How do they stop there? How has the defensive line front? I mean, it, it's going to be a fun game. It really is. I think there's going to be a ton of of, of intensity. Uh, the atmosphere. I, I just have this feeling it's going to be electric. The way the Jets won that game, um, and 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 they're they're going to be fired up because this is a big this is a big moment. That you know everyone kind of thought, hey, we can lean on Aaron Rodgers. We're we're legit now because we have Aaron Rodgers, and 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 they should have felt that way because he deserves that. But then all of a sudden. 
It went down like that. They were stunned. They, they couldn't even function. They figured out how to win. They, they're going to be flying into this game. Um, you know, and a lot of guys haven't even played at this stadium before. Um, so for them to come in, they haven't played here since 2015. Um, so none of the Jets players, I'm sure, unless they were on different teams. So it's the atmosphere for them is going to be great. For the Cowboys, it's going to be electric. I mean, you know, was last week a fluke? We're going to find out. So uh, really, really, really exciting game. Uh, let's go one more caller before we have to um, wrap up the show. Johnny in Richfield, South Carolina. I don't remember you calling before, so love having you on the show. Johnny, South Carolina. Hey, man. How you doing, Nick? We pick Suey. Oh, oh, really? Uh, oh, we're going there. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey. Well, yeah, you can call all day long. What's up, man? All right. Hey, I tell you what, as much as I loved what Dallas did the other night, everybody needs to pump the brakes. And, you know, Dallas takes the Jets lightly at their own peril. And I don't think the team will. But, I mean, the fans need to understand, that's a hell of a defense they've got there. Yeah. I'm not, And I'm not really upset. About, I don't understand how people are upset about the offense. And I guess it's people who either, A, never played the game or never coached it. But when you're playing in a monsoon like that, yeah, he did. I mean, Dak Prescott did a hell of a job just keeping the boat going in the right direction and not turning the ball over like Daniel Jones. I mean, it would have been really easy for that to happen. But, you yeah. know, I, if he'd have had that, you know, if, if he'd have had a night like Daniel Jones or like the kid from Buffalo, right. you'd, it'd be pasted all over every newspaper in America. That's, yeah, you're right. So, yeah. You win 40 to nothing and don't do anything wrong, and now something's wrong with the offense. <laughs> I don't understand that. Hey, you're, you're right. You're, you're right with that. I, I, I appreciate your call and, and, and uh, your honesty there that I agree. Oh, I agree with you. I, I, I just think we're, we're, we're nitpicking here. Um, now, I'll say this though, um, the like the first drive of the game, they got down there right. The first down at the six, Dak throws it up there to Ferguson. It got kind of tipped around a little bit. You know, throw that interception on your first drive of the season into the end zone, and yeah, we're, we're talking about that a lot, regardless of what happens in the game. So it, it wasn't almost an interception, but it, you know, you're kind of, you're thrown into double coverage to Jake Ferguson, who hasn't proven that he could go and, and just beat single coverage all the time, much less double nothing against Jake Ferguson. I think he's going to be great, but forcing it to him down on the first and goal at the six is not the play. I, I like to see there. So all I'm saying is, is there were a couple times you threw it in there and you kind of got, got, got lucky and uh, and didn't get interception so so you got to yeah, be careful there but but I thought Dak played a great game considering the circumstances considering everything involved and uh, and this thing is only going to get better I like what I saw on the offense love what I see on the defense love what I see on the special teams if you love you know if you can like one side and love the other two you're going to win a lot of football games this year. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to have on Cowboy Storyline for Chris Bean and Nick Eatman. All you guys for calling and sending texts. We really appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?